Hey guys, happy opening day. Today, I did something, something a, a little, little crazy. crazy. Okay. <laughs> Pages on TikTok! I'm sorry, I, I had to make fun of you to start the show. It wouldn't be care. the same if I didn't. Uh, follow Paige on TikTok. Thank you guys uh, Is it the that same plug. at that sports page? At that sports page. We have brand right. synergy everywhere. It's that sports page. Brand on everything. Right, right. I, I'm also on TikTok. It must be nice, so. Like, how do I have the weird spelled username and people get it before I do? I don't know. Because you're famous and everyone wants to beat you. I guess so. But before we get into the show, we got to pay some bills. Why work from home, guys, when your office could be anywhere? 2021 will be the year to rediscover TikTok from the outdoors. <laughs> Mid-America Mid America RV is your gateway to Paige's TikTok with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toy haulers, and... Renegades. Uh, and <laughs> teardrops. <laughs> which... That would be Paige on TikTok crying over her breakups. They have the right size RV. That's crying like doing yeah. her. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they have the right size wow. RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive <laughs> RV warranty forever. Game days, work getaways, and Disney mashups with sports are all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. I'm just making this up as I go now, Josh. I'm sorry. Experience travel like never before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Yeah. You get the point. Sorry, Go Paige. To the wow, it Check just sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you guys are a little jealous that I, I now have a platform I to show it. how funny I am besides this podcast. So it's going to be like that Charlie girl and then the right? sister. Yeah. Other... You guys will be mad Colin when I have Cowherd's a $15 mansion and I'm making TikTok money and you don't. So let's just. I Hey, I haven't followed you on TikTok yet, but I'm going to as soon as we're done. I'm holding out. Matt I'm did. Out for, I did, actually. I, You know why? Because I'm supportive. brought it to my attention. Mello was driving, and I was like, oh, Paige is on TikTok. We got to watch this. We had a, we had a chuckle. Actually, my first but, TikTok you know I was very proud of. It was funny. It was. I'm proud of you. And I, I swear to God, I said this to Mello. I was like, I'm so proud of Paige and so envious because you are, there's no trepidation. You're like, I'm going to do something. Boom. Phone's up. I'm recording myself. I sit here and stare at the camera before I go on TV or record myself, and I'm like, why the fuck do I look like this? Like, what? <laughs> Why would I Why? ever be in front Why? of the camera? Right? Why? Why am I so red-toned? Why is it so hot in here? And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm just getting up and leaving. It's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Um, but to keep all this beautiful facial hair and everything else clean, yeah. don't forget you can use Manscaped promo code 2GUYS20. That's T-W-O-G-U-Y-S-20 to save 20% off all your Manscaped needs. It's almost draft season. A lot of players are getting cut. You won't get cut with that lawn mower 3.0. No nicks, no scrapes, no dark arterial blood in the shower making you think you're going to bleed to death. Good Lord. That was TMI, but also that's true. And today's show is sponsored by, it is opening day, the Royals will not win 100 games, but this beer only has 100 calories. I'm just full of the taglines today. Mm -hmm. They don't give these to me. I just make them up. They won't yeah. lose 100 games either. Go A's. Okay. Go A's. We're ready. Let's start with basketball today. Our Please. final four predictions are here. Uh, someone went on a rant about the Pac-12 sucking the last time we were together, and guess what? Pac-12 still has one team in there. So I'm going <laughs> to yes. give them some credit. Yes. They have the same amount of teams as the SEC. Nope. They have one more. They have the same amount of teams as the Big 12. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Uh, Athletic Conference. Yeah, Athletic Conference. Killing it. Uh, these mid-majors, I guess. Gonzaga versus UCLA. We got a West Coast thing going, and then you got a Texas thing going. Baylor against Houston. My bracket is now ruined. Thank you to is UCLA. You were riding hot there for a minute. Yeah. You were. I was no, doing really well. Joking. Yeah, you were, like, in the tops of some of the leagues. Yeah, like, I was legitimately up there in some of the, the things. I was getting some, some basketball cred. And then people remembered that this is a football school right here. And Michigan <laughs> lost. So who are your guys' picks? I'm still good to go. My bracket was looking rough there for a while, but I still have Gonzaga and I still have Baylor. And if they can make it to the championship, I'm looking pretty good. And I love watching this Gonzaga team play. I really like Jalen Suggs. I like Kispert. Uh, I like Timmy. I like the mustache celebration. 
I didn't realize this, and Paige, I'm sure you knew this. Drew Timmy is a sophomore in college. He's 40 years old. He is, yeah. <laughs> I said he has like a good credit score and a nice like, mid-sized <laughs> That's good, who Drew Timmy is. a good is, credit score. No, oh, my God. He is a sophomore. He's paid off his credit cards. Yeah, right? His student loans, if he had them, would definitely be paid. He's a platinum member at Marriott. Yeah, he, he seems like a great guy. My brackets, actually, my brackets actually in pretty good shape because Michigan lost because I had LSU coming out of that. So I actually am probably going to win one of the challenges I'm in, not the two guys a girl podcast one, but one of them because of that. But I'm I'm taking sadly um, I'm not going to pick the Pac-12 to beat Gonzaga. Um, in this case, I did before. I thought maybe the best team could have, but they didn't. Why not? <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with Gonzaga. And then on the, the Baylor-Houston side, I think we're going to get Baylor again. And it's going to be the clash of the Titans who have just been outstanding this whole year. I want to do one thing real quick. Okay. Say gun that school again. Start with the G. Now I'm Gonzaga. thinking it, though. So I know that we say it different. How do I say it? I don't know. I think you say Gonzaga. How do you say it, Paige? Gonzaga. I say Gonzaga. I say Zaga too. Though. I think you say Zaga. Because I, I heard Paige say it. I was like, ooh, I don't say it that way. I don't know. Now I need a playback. Well, Someone actually, tell me. Some, some spelling or some pronunciation, this is off topic, that we should get correct on this podcast, seeing as I'm the president of the Najee Harris fan club. <laughs> it's with okay. a, a G sound, not a J sound? Najee. Najee. It's not Najee. It's Najee. I've been I've, saying it Najee. I've been it's saying it Najee. Najee Harris. Najee. Nailed it. Najee. Me with the names. I, I mean, he clarified that, so I wanted to make sure we clarified it on the podcast. But yeah, no, I. Najee. So Najee. That's why I thought I was like. Najee. Oui, oui. Right? <laughs> He's very, very. Okay, so anyway. I just call him Anywho. I'm going That's to pick true. Houston because I can't pick Baylor. It's a Big 12 thing for me. So I'm going to take Houston against Gonzaga in, Baylor colors in the finals. Y- you are. It's, you it's are an Asian Bears, Bears, but... Bears fan. <laughs> no, I'm picking Gonzaga to win it all. So it is what it is. Um, Paige, do you remember last podcast? Things got a little heated about Michigan and the Pac-12, and there were some comments about if Michigan lost, I would wear one of your tank tops on the show, and if Michigan won, you were going to do something for me. Yeah. <laughs> I I already I already said that you were right. I already did that on the last episode. Clearly, you didn't listen, even though you told us you listened. On the I list no, there was one after that, right? She did it. Dang I it! Okay, it. I'm sorry. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I'm sorry. In the very beginning, I've been busy. It was like in the I very beginning. It. That, I might have skipped it. You just yourself down the river. Now, now, guess what? Now you do have to wear one of my tank tops on the podcast because of that. Because you tried to call me out for not fulfilling a bet when I did. My bad. I love I it when I... I can't wait to see you in the Bucky's t-shirt from um, the Alabama, Alabama one from Bucky's. I love pe- meeting people and be like, oh, yeah, do you listen to my podcast? Like, I get it. There are a lot of them out there. You don't have time to listen to all of them. But it just makes people feel so awkward. Like, oh. I only listen to no. ours. I know that sounds so bad. I'm not really... I'm going to be honest. I, I fell ours. asleep on the plane. I fell asleep on the plane listening to it. So I probably missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was very tired. It was a long day. The fact that I can't remember if there was an episode between that one and this, <laughs> today should tell you a lot about my week, okay? I'm sorry. sorry. Episodes coming out every Tuesday and Friday. Now. Right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Someone put that on my phone, please. Okay, uh, one more basketball note. Two more. Texas has hired two more. Texas has hired <laughs> Chris Beard away from Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes, I would just like to say, finally, one thing that you're not good at, and that's keeping your coach <laughs> because everything else this guy You're not even that him. good at recruiting high school basketball coaches. Right? Ha! Suck it! You got Whataburger in Kansas City, though, so I can't even be mad at you about you anything. You lose! Yeah. Good day, sir! Right? I'm very excited about this. The, here's, I'm not going to pretend to be a college basketball guy and know. All I know is that Chris Beard is very good, and he has won everywhere he's been, but I heard the same thing about Shaka Smart, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to get super excited. I do like that Chris Beard is a Texas alum. He, he knows how to recruit there. But guess what? So is Tom Herman. So I don't believe yeah. any of these lies you tell me on Twitter right now. The interesting nugget to me is that Chris Beard said the Under Armour contract at Texas Tech hurt him in recruiting. So going to a Nike school such as Texas would actually help him in recruiting. I'm apparently an old man and don't understand this. 
Like I didn't. I know Under Armour is not like cool in the streets. Like nobody's rocking Under Armour shoes like they are Jordans. But this is still interesting to me. Yeah, it's a big shoe brand thing. And I, as I told you earlier, I still think that like these schools that are going to Jordan brand, that's gonna be huge for recruiting. Like these kids are getting swag bags from their university as they should. And the difference of getting like, oh, here's some Under Armour shoes versus here's some Jordan ones when you're team color. Yeah. That's a bit of a difference. It makes a difference in recruiting. So it does sound like an outlandish thing. Like, how could that actually make a difference? I think it does. And I am a Nike guy. I wear a lot of Nike products. They're the top brand for me. I took off my Under Armour jacket to film this episode. Yeah, he's wearing Nike shoes. I'm well, going to back him up on this one. And the thing is, this is very much a basketball thing. Um, because the shoe companies run the show, whether it be starting at a the AAU level to the college level, or at least they thought that they were running the Says show. Says the Arizona fan. <laughs> hey, yeah. I... Yeah, that yeah, yeah, right right here. Um, how about we talk about Kansas before we talk about Arizona and paying players? Okay. Let's do it. Through, all right. I hate Kansas. So, um, no, it's definitely a basketball thing that in terms of recruiting, it definitely weighs more heavily, I think, on kids choosing schools in terms of that because it also leads to like them going to um, – be a part of that brand anyways like zion went to duke which is a nike school he had the Nike like custom nikes made for him and then he obviously signed with nike so like that's the kind of stuff that like it filters into it so it very much does impact college basketball recruiting but not as much as college football i would think would you say that adidas is second in basketball um it depends it depends because under armor has steph so like to a decent amount of people, yeah. like they're like especially this generation coming up, who are just like all shooters, um, they're all definitely going to side with the Steph thing. But I think I would I would probably say they're third in the basketball realm of things, but second in the football I'm gonna realm. Sh- I'm gonna show my ignorance real quick. Okay. When you go to the University of Texas in the football facility, they actually have some Kevin Durant themed Texas football stuff. Will Kevin Durant ever be a big enough deal that it would be like that Texas could be a KD school versus a Jordan so. school? Or would he that has, even matter? Is has, that too insular? Well, like each school has like, so Giannis and KD each have like logos um, and like stuff that's on yeah. their shoes. And like they all send them to different colleges. So like there is like a KD version of an Arizona basketball Nike shoe. Okay, the, with their logo and stuff on it. So okay. I think I think it would. It's more not. It's gonna stick to that because LeBron has the same deal. I don't think unless they like make their own, that it would become like their own branding. Of, so like, how does, it's a KD sorry, school. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see anybody else do it other than Jordan. And I think that just goes to show how special he is. Even though it's under like the umbrella of Nike, Nike. it's still it's different. It's a Jordan thing. Like Kobe, we, we're not seeing it with Kobe. LeBron, we're not even really getting it. With I didn't even know LeBron was a Nike guy. Yeah, like the like, shoes are really popular, but like even with the Jordan brand, everything else is taken off to where it is. It's more than the shoes. It's the the shorts, the shirts, everything that it really is its own brand. And even with Jordan and Steph and guys like that, it's it's still about the so shoe and not everything. Bigger question: How do we make Texas a Jordan school? Because that would be amazing. I know Sark was wearing some burnt orange Jordans. Just saying. I don't know. I, for I would be all about it. Just saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the difference in that in terms of football stuff. But um, speaking of Michael Jordan, his alma mater lost um, their coach. Roy Williams is retiring, which is sad for basketball because he really is just like one of the best coaches ever. And also, I thought it was an April Fool's joke today. So I am, I am, I am really sad. And if it is, it's a very elaborate one because they've gone on to do a press conference and everything. Well, it's, yeah, it's been... But I almost like still don't believe it because it's April Fool's Day. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna say that he's still coaching until tomorrow. And then when tomorrow happens, I guess today when you're listening, I will have come to terms with the fact that he is not going to be around in college basketball. It's so sad for everybody. I, I think I might be like one of the only people in the world that actually doesn't like Roy Williams. What? I don't like him. I don't. I think Why? he's actually a pretty overrated coach. Yeah, I don't either. He's I think just, he's, what? He's a good recruiter. Yeah, I think he's a good no, recruiter. I just don't think he's like but that good. He's been at Kansas and North Carolina. Those schools recruit themselves. I could be the head coach at Kansas and North Carolina and get top five recruits. It's not that hard. 
to look like droopy dog and have a southern draw and get good basketball players in North Carolina. I'm sorry. The table was kind of right, set for you right, by Dean all right, Smith. Enough. Enough. I'm going to cut you off there because there's going to be no Roy Williams slander like that on here. Okay. Um, Do you like him? I can't yes. believe you like Roy Williams. He's yeah. such like an old, like, I don't like the state of college basketball. I'm leaving. Okay. Like, instead of trying to change it from within, old asshole, take your ball and go home. Like, no. come on. He's set. That's what he said today. He's like, I, I don't like what that's not a direct quote. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly how it went down. Right? But you paraphrased. <laughs> no, but I think in terms of college basketball, one thing that I will say about Roy Williams is that he he helped these kids become better men. And that's something that, like, yeah, he was a great coach on and off the floor. I think that's the important part to remember. I also would like everyone who has a college basketball program – um, your coach does want to take the uh, North Carolina job. So don't ever think that your coach is safe because that job is the best yeah. co- college basketball job there is, and your coach will leave and go to You're a Duke job. fan. He's a Duke fan. He's, he's fine. Dukies are safe. Yeah. Coach K would never. John Shire would never. Those are the two. Might, but my school's safe. Right. <laughs> Every other school, yeah. I did see a lot of Jerry Stackhouse hype on Twitter today because really? he's the he's the head coach of Vanderbilt and was a great yeah. great North Carolina Next Jordan they said that's they did uh so I did see that like maybe he was a guy I would also think that maybe like North Carolina could get a better coach than Jerry Stackhouse but I don't know but I will say with the Jawan Howard thing that's going on at Michigan I do think the schools would be like, Ooh, maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle twice right yeah yeah how do I... we get TJ Ford to Texas they almost got Royal Ivy, actually. That would have been cool. Okay. I, if you would have asked me four years ago who would have been the next UNC coach after Roy left, I would have told you that I was super nervous that Sean Miller was going there. Obviously, everything that's happened, so <laughs> it's not going to happen, but that would have been a... Is he a North Carolina guy? No. He's an East Coast guy. He's a pick guy, but he, um, he's somebody that I think would have been able to establish the credentials to make it there had a lot of things not gone down the way that they did in the Well, he took over for Lou Olson. That was tough. Taking over for Roy Williams is going to be very tougher. Uh, The name I want to see, Rasheed Wallace. I don't know what he's up to. I don't even know if he's coaching. I just love Rasheed Wallace. I love how now we can just, like, throw out names. It's, like, whoever. Because, really, it's – you oh. like, because of the things that have happened in sports in the After last the probably Nets. year and a half, yeah. like, oh, yeah, that, that person could be a coach yeah. for sure. I mean, why not just if Michael Jordan wants it? Honestly. He's in Charlotte. You know, it's close enough. It's like, MJ, you want to coach? Yeah, you're going to own the sure. Hornets. Yeah. Coach. I'm surprised he's not – I'm sure maybe he is, like, some kind of – professor of culture or whatever it is that McConaughey has as a title. <laughs> I don't think he teaches or a I class. guess people just know, like, yeah, this is North Carolina, it's Jordan. It's what we're here for. Yeah, or Ronald Curry. Remember him? Two-sport star? He coached Julius Peppers. Ooh. That'd be cool. Get old JP out there. One of the most terrifying college basketball players of all time. Oh, he just, he looked so different. 6'6", 275. Yeah, that's... No one's ready for that on the basketball. This court. is all I know about college basketball. I, this is Football making me happy. Have you seen that, like adoringly basketball. looking at you, like, oh my god, we're talking about basketball. Right? This is so fun. By the way, your left fielder needs to get his shit together. So, say <laughs> real quick. I know that's off topic. Andrew Benintendi and I are not off to a good start today. It's opening day. I have the Royals game on below me, not on, but I'm following it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Paige, uh, it is your turn to take the floor. I have. I imagined this was typed in all caps. It wasn't. But you would like to rant. And I feel like. Well, it wasn't that I needed to rant. It just like I was so annoyed over it this. It literally I, says. Hold on. Hold page on. Rants. I didn't finish. I didn't. First of all, I didn't type that. So I don't know. Who did. Can I finish? Okay. Can I finish? Can I finish my <laughs> statement before we say anything? I tried to stay. I had an off day yesterday and an off day today. And I was trying to stay off Twitter. Um, like for the, the day most off or a bad day? Day off or a bad day? No, a day off. Did you say day off? Of work. No work. You said off day. I was confused too. Okay. A day off. Sorry. From working. Anyway, so I was trying a to job. stay off Twitter and yes, a job that I have. Um, so I was trying to I hate when you guys do this. 
Um, basically, I saw the comments that um, everyone was coming at Dan Orlovsky for saying, which he didn't say, um, that some people were questioning Justin Fields' work ethic and if he's, like, determined to be great and all of these things. Um, and he had to clarify saying, look, I said this is what I'm hearing from teams, not that I think this about Justin Fields. Um, mm-hmm. And it just blew my mind how many people were like, oh, well, it makes sense because he transferred and he didn't stick it out and he did this and he did that. And I was like, I'm sorry. Did we watch a different um, college football semi and national championship this year when right. that guy got obliterated and still managed to come out there? He also go back to when we weren't going to have a football season. He also advocated to make sure that they were all able to play. He didn't need a football season. His draft stock might have been about the same if he didn't have a season. So realistically, he didn't need to play this year, but he advocated so that everybody else could have the opportunity to play this year. So that shows a little leadership. We had Trevor Lawrence do that. No one's questioning him on that. And I would just like to say, are you kidding me? We had Kirby, not so smart, think that Jake Fromm was going to be a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And of course he transferred. Of course he made the better opportunity and left. Okay, so that is my rant on Justin Fields. I thought you were going to go a different direction with this page because I saw the opposite. I saw people upset at Dan Orlovsky for Mm -hmm. telling people what he has heard, which Melo and I have talked a lot about this today. I have. You're a bullseye, right? When you report things you hear from teams, Mm -hmm. you're a bullseye. So what I actually saw was people saying Orlovsky's racist or he's – you know, stupid. Why would you report? You know, you're a mouthpiece for a team. And like in this job, you have people you trust and you talk to them. And when they tell you things, if you get two or three or four of them who tell you something, your job is to report it when asked. And Pat McAfee asked Dan, why is Justin Fields stock dropping? It wasn't like Orlovsky went on there and was like, let me tell you why Justin Fields is going to fall in the draft. He was asked a question. He said, well, one thing I've heard from a couple people And, like, that's part of the job, right? Today, he posted on Twitter. Since then, I've been able to talk to a couple more people who refuted that. That is the job, right? Like, that's that's what we do. And I, it's tough for me because I really respect Dan Orlovsky. He's been nothing but kind to me since I started there. And to see people I really thought I respected, I guess, on Twitter basically try to, like, crucify him for this has been... It's been weird to, like, be removed from it and watch it happen to someone else where it's like, y'all are taking him out of... Number one, you're putting those words in his mouth when he didn't say them. Yeah. And you're you're like really you're trying to kill the messenger when you know, I, I don't know Justin Fields. Everything I've heard is that he is dialed in, he's a hard worker, he's a great leader. That's everything I've heard. But oftentimes this happens where scout like anonymous stuff will come out about a player and people will be like, Oh my god, they're so racist, they're so such outdated thinking. Sometimes those things are right. And no one ever apologizes to the messenger. You know, when, when people say Dwayne Haskins is immature and maybe can't lead a team, and people say, you're racist for saying that, well, guess what? Dwayne Haskins was immature and wasn't ready to lead a team. Those reports were right. Or when you say that Eli Apple is immature, his mom still cooks for him. People, like, laughed at that, and they are like, oh, like, you guys just don't understand. Guess what? Eli Apple got bounced from his first team because he wasn't mature enough to handle being a pro. Or if these things have been said about Isaiah Wilson – now, a year later, we'd be like, why didn't anyone tell us that he was going to be a bust? We fucking tried to tell you. Johnny yeah. Manziel. Everybody knew. Everybody fucking knew. And people were like, oh, you guys just don't like rich kids. No, we don't like people who are doing blow before practice. I'm sorry. Like, we want you to play quarterback. So, it's like, what Like what do the consumers want? Do you want honesty about how people who evaluate these players see them? Or do you want us to just fucking feed you out of our hands the information that you want because that's the hard thing about draft Twitter because there's the draft industry then there's draft Twitter then there's draft fans and like it's a cesspool and I I can't wait to delete Twitter on May 15th I also think it's so funny that you and I got different versions of that because I'm more locked into college football Twitter than draft Twitter and that was the version that I was getting was people shitting all over Justin Fields being like oh it's probably true this is why and your version of what you saw was coming from draft Twitter um, so very interesting, but Mel, curious your thoughts on it too. I, bad Twitter will find you, no matter where you are. I a little bit of both. I I, I think Orlovsky is just kind of doing his job, like Matt said. Like people want to know this stuff, and when you're asked point blank like a question, those are answers that he's getting. So, and I think a lot of times we feel like we've watched the player for three years, so we know who they are. 
I think this offseason has proven that's not always the case. Sometimes, yeah. in the spotlight, people seem like they're a pretty good dude. And maybe behind closed doors, they are not a pretty good dude. And I'm not saying that about Justin Fields, but uh, we don't know. But there's definitely somebody out there or a couple people out there that don't like his work ethic. They don't think it's up to what it should be. That They don't see him striving for greatness. There are a lot of players like that. And I don't know if it's true, but somebody said it about Justin Fields. So the three of us don't know him. I don't know. So I would take it with a grain of salt, but also there's probably at least a little bit of credibility. He rubs somebody the wrong way. Yeah. Hopefully it's not like, you know, a coach at Georgia who's like, nope, fuck that kid. Because that does like, happen. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it'll definitely happen. Or it could even be a coach at Ohio State that he just didn't get along with. I've coached before. Matt, you have too. Sometimes you just don't drive with players very well, and you could be like, mm, nope, don't like that kid. There's even like a there, there's a there's a kid that I used to coach who was one hell of an athlete, and a lot of people in our area really love this kid right now. I wouldn't give him rave reviews about his uh, backstory about what who he is off the field, but a lot of people fall in love with who's on the field, and you want to build up this hype of must be a great person because they got a great arm. It's not always the case, so I don't know. I, it's going to take a long time for Justin Fields and for us to figure out what the truth is. But right now, mixed reviews. I just one final question on this for you guys. Um, at what point? Because I know part of it that Dan explained afterwards was that sometimes there are smoke screens that people put out there and teams put out there in order to have a guy yeah. drop. Um, how do you sort of like? navigate that because like you said a lot of it's anonymous how do you know the stuff not to tell and not to say things about these kids because they are kids and also this is an attack sort of on his character a little bit um and somebody who uh, someone asked us a question the other day like hey this qb class really doesn't have any character issues and then all of a sudden now we have the first one coming out right in the middle of all of this i think it's very hard for let's say let's throw a hypothetical out there very clear i want to say hypothetical let's say the carolina panthers are hoping to manufacture some drama to make Justin Fields fall. So let's say the Carolina Panthers get to Dan Orlovsky and they're like, man, I heard Justin Fields is lazy. Maybe he doesn't love the game. Dan Orlovsky, trust who he was told, who said that. He says it to Pat McAfee. It trends on Twitter, okay? The problem is the Atlanta Falcons and any other team, they have their own scouting department. They're going to do their own work. And so, yes, you can like maybe sow some seeds of doubt and be like, oh, we got to double check this. But you trust your own intel. You trust your own work that you've done. Like, you know, if you're Terry Fontenot, you're not going to trust what Joe Brady says about Justin Fields. You're going to trust what you and your own guy say. So, like, even, like, the smokescreen thing, I think smokescreens work with Team A likes Player B. Those smokescreens can work. But the whole, like, did you hear no one went to his birthday party stuff, that doesn't really work because you trust your own intel. So, I think that's just an area where, like, the, the the average fan needs to be a little more educated about the draft process. But as I was just saying with draft Twitter, that is the group of people least likely to seek and receive education about anything. So everyone's like, an expert. Everyone's an expert, right? So you can't say to them like, "Hey, a team trying to hurt Justin Fields' character so that they can draft him." They're actually number one. It won't work, and number two. You're doing yourself a disservice because then you have to go to your owner and be like, oh, that was us lying. He's actually a great kid. And the owner's going to be like, really? Like, okay. is he really or do you just want to draft this player, right? So, like, yeah, it's such a slippery slope and it's kind of, no offense to anyone listening to this, it's kind of an ignorant take to be like, oh, that's a smokescreen because it, it just yeah. doesn't work like that. No, that's totally so that's fair. My, that's my thing on it. But, again, like Melo said, Every everyone I've talked to about Justin Fields loves the the person and the player, but seems to be four, great four months ago. If you had been asked about Deshaun Watson, you yeah. would have been like one of the best young quarterbacks in the ago. NFL, a great yeah. leader. He's so involved in his community, like that's the kind of quarterback you want. And right now, he is completely untouchable because of allegations. So, and again, I'm not connecting Justin Fields to that. I'm just saying, like sometimes we don't know what we think we know. So, they don't know like, be open to new information. We're so resistant to new information in this this world that we live in. Where it's like, you know what? I hope Dan Orlovsky was wrong. I hope his source was wrong and Justin Fields is a great quarterback. You guys know I love him. I, I hope that person was wrong. But what if they're not? 
Mm-hmm. And we all sat here and we're like, you know, it's like when, uh, who was it that put Zach Wilson as their QB2 like in September? Uh, Andre Ware. Andre Ware. And we were like, people on Twitter were like, Andre Ware's an idiot. How does he have a platform? Guess what? Now Zach Wilson is the consensus QB2 and no one is apologizing to Andre Ware. Guarantee it. It's like, that's that's the stuff that gets under my skin, as you can tell. Yeah, I know. This originally was a page rant and it turned into a Matt rant. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Happy hey. opening day. Happy opening day, everyone. The Royals and Rangers are playing a football game right now. As we're sitting here, it's eight to seven in so the many third scores inning. Scores and mistakes, right? Amazing, absolutely amazing. Paige, who do the who do the A's have today, and what is your season outlook for the best team in the West Coast? Not named the Dodgers. Um. Padres. So we or play Padres. Oh shit! Yeah, or Padres. Yeah, we <laughs> we play um public enemy number one, the Houston Astros. So, oh, hit um, yeah, I was just going to say under over how many times do they get hit? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think maybe three and a half today, tonight. You mean? No, in the series. If they hit them three and a half times tonight, Major League Baseball was like, <laughs> shut this. Yeah, yeah stop it. Um, so many pitchers. Well, I mean, I'm actually, here for it. Actually, oh here's my theory about that, though. If Major League Baseball has an issue with people plunking the Astros, then they should have actually given them a harsher punishment than they did. So if they have a problem with yes. that, they need to get it together. Um, oh, yeah. so it, I have no issue with it. 100% their fault. No, yeah. I don't either. We're all A's fans tonight. <laughs> yeah, right? And especially with Altuve leading off, I want to see 98 to the rib cage. Although for him, that's such a small strike Fine. zone. Might yeah, want to go He's hip. got like four ribs. Yeah, right? Yeah, they take him out. That's part of the cheating anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about the baseball season. I'm honestly just, I'm, as every A's fan is, I'm always like, okay, we'll do great. It'll be fine. And, like, whatever else comes with that, like, if we, God, I wish we could win a wild card game or, like, something, um, that would be nice, a playoff game. Um, that's really the expectation I have. That's it. <laughs> a wild so card game. Yeah, I mean, like, if only you guys were, like, in a wild card game in Kansas City, like, yeah. 2014. Absolutely. We've been in a wild card ass. game since then, so I just don't know why you would need to bring it up or feel the need <laughs> to talk about it. I just don't it. Because it was the greatest moment that, of our lives. That, and I also hope that somehow this season we convince Matt Chapman to stay with the A's and not become a Yankee. I saw your is Instagram he... story of his ass, so it was great. Is it's he a, a free agent after this season? Yes, I believe it is after this one. It's hard to tell with baseball sometimes. Yeah, it's either this one like or the next one, but I'm pretty sure it's this next one. But his agent is Scott Boris, so pray for us. He gone. <laughs> so pray for us. Yes. See ya. And, yeah, and now at third base for the New York Yankees, <laughs> uh-huh. Matt Chapman. I would honestly die. That's what's so sad. Like, would you still like him if he went to a different team? Yes, because I don't. I don't ever blame. I don't ever blame A's players for leaving. Like I don't. I don't blame them because even someone sent me like the new renderings of the the. Uh, baseball stadium that we're supposed to be building in the next couple of years and I was like these are so great but I feel like I've seen so many renderings and so many places that they're supposed to build a new ballpark that I just like don't believe it so I'll believe it when it like actually happens um because it's just that's part of it so like that's sort of the promises that that they want to make players and things like that but they haven't really followed up on that ever so I don't ever season ticket holders yeah so I don't get I don't I'm not bothered by um players choosing to leave i'm more bothered by when we trade guys because obviously that is never i don't know out for us. if you ever listened to the podcast that i used to be on with this mm-hmm. guy over here it was it was solid it was decent yeah. interesting um but we were we were notorious for making plans live and then just be like oh let's do a tailgate tour to be fine right so i'm gonna do that right, right now, now. <laughs> You are flying to Joplin, Missouri around May 22nd for a golf tournament, correct? Yes, yes. correct. You will most likely fly into one of the greatest cities on earth, Kansas Kansas City, Missouri. We love Kansas City. May 19th, Brewers at Royals, 710 start time. I'll pick you up at MCI. We'll shoot down to Kauffman. You can watch a game at Kauffman, and then we'll go back to Joplin the next day. Brewers at Royals, May 19th. We're going to be there. Okay. And where are okay, we hosting a tailgate? What's happening? I don't. Yeah, I mean, we okay. just told all of our best friends that we're hosting a tailgate. So. Okay. All right. I think Boulevard will will have some of these guys. If you're watching on YouTube, put that on my TikTok. Lasers. And yeah. On my TikTok. Oh right? lord. 
So, okay. Well, there it right, is. One more shout-out before we do go to break. Our guy, Ethan Mendez, wanted to shout-out his girlfriend, Lauren Guerin, who was named first-team All-American in gymnastics at Iowa. Congratulations oh, wow. to Lauren. Hey, shout-out That's out one her. hell of an accomplishment. That is. Can you imagine ever being named first-team All-American in anything? And I also looked up some of her gymnastics videos. In college. Incredibly athletic. It's just stupid to think. Gymnasts are crazy are you, athletes. Are you charging like 25 bucks? Is this cameo now? Should I do a shout out <laughs> on the podcast? Like, oh, wait, by the way, happy birthday, dude. This person, this person. Follow Don't this person Don't they charge on like $60 on cameo? No, you can pick the I've price. I've actually never been on it. You can pick the price. Hmm. I've absolutely been you know on Cameo. I'm, I don't have on one TikTok, yet. I'm on Cameo. I know what I'm doing all <laughs> summer. Next, yeah, that's my next I would one have is Cameo. No restrictions. Oh, yeah, I would, I would say. say anything. Like, uh, hi, uh, Bob, I'm sorry your mom died. Yeah. This is Matt Miller from ESPN, yeah. and yeah, your mom. We know actually, you didn't really like her anyway, so <laughs> get over it. I'm really good at breakups and, bre- and bad news. So. Oh, I would be great at breakups. I would be so good at doing it. Because I can... Well, guys. Look. I did something. I did something, I did something a little crazy. I decided that I was going to break up with you for Kristen. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> See? Have a great day. Sounds like you've done it before. Right? Okay. Let's take a break right here, and we'll come back. We're going to give you our favorite fictional football players and then answer your questions. Well, guys. Sorry, that's never going to get old to me. I'm going to do it every time I we come out of break. so much. That's what I commented on your TikTok video. Anyway, <laughs> it really is. She got, ugh, she's going to reach to the screen and punch me. Anyway, let's talk about our favorite fictional football players. And I like that our lists are so diverse today. Uh, I was worried that they would be the same. I had to move some things around for you, but I did that. Let's start with QB1, our fictional QB1s. I went with Steeman, Willie Beeman, who really, I think, started the trend of the athletic quarterback. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Uh, that ability to just, like, see the Buick, turn around and hit you. That's what Al Pacino said. That's not me. Great. I was like, what Buick? Is there one yeah, on the there's, shelf? This is Buick. Uh, Any Given balls. Sunday, highly underrated football movie, by the way. Uh, so I had to go Willie Beeman as my QB1. Just need that dual threat. Game of Inches is a Game of Inches quote. Yeah, that, that whole speech. Life is a Game of Inches. That's pretty good. Thank you. That's pretty. Paige, I'm going to let you go next because I don't right. know who your guy is. You don't know who my guy is? That's I because either. I went, I, you guys made your list first, so I or went more or something. along. Uh, no, uh, Joe Kingman <laughs> is actually the quarterback for um, the make-believe team in the game oh, plan I know who this is. with All The right. Rock. And it's so Dwayne he's playing by The Rock. Yeah, so it's The Rock. Oh, okay. So I picked The Rock as QB1 mm-hmm. um, yeah. because that one, that movie is just great in general. Um, it's a great family. It's Disney so movie. believable. The football is not believable. <laughs> I don't. Oh, the whole storyline's not. Have you ever seen, seen it? I actually, I watched it over the summer, and my daughter's like, "Dad, we have we have a football movie we want to watch." I'm like, Hell yeah, let's go. What is it? The program. Oh, the Rock is in it. All right. Wait, a daughter just shows up at his doorstep, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go." Um, and he's like a very famous quarterback in Boston, the Boston Rebels. Oh. Can you imagine having the Rock at quarterback though? Like, why didn't they just make him a defensive end? Like, he was well, it's not as good of a story. Right? Yeah, it's not. He as couldn't have been as like ripped back then. It's also a movie, so. But yeah, know, I'm taking still, Joe Kingman, number one on the field and number me, one in your heart. And yeah, you lost me when he was a quarterback, but that's fine. Oh. That's whatever. Uh, my number one pick and the true number one pick is Joe Kane, Kane from is the able- movie The Program. Little bit of an alcoholic, but cheers to that. Uh, I loved him. Uh, one of the best football movies. It's just so real. Like, there are so many other football movies. You watch it, and you're like, eh, a little far-fetched. You don't get that vibe with the program. So, Joe Kane, numero uno for me. I like that. I can respect that, which is why I have Joe Kane as QB2. And, I, I mean, honestly, he would be one. This is one of my favorite movies ever. We watched it, like, weekly as kids growing up, which maybe says a lot about our parents. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, Mom. Uh, but it, it really was a great movie. Love Joe Kane. I love the, like, renegade quarterback. Like, riding the motorcycle, the long <laughs> air, the getting in bar fights. Like, I'm sorry, tell I'm me just waiting not... for Mello to break out in the renegade dance again. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> From TikTok. Is that how it goes? It's something like that. I don't that. know. 
I just got right. on here today. TikTok star. <laughs> no one believes that. Anyway, Joe Kane, QB2. The, my only gripe with this movie is that he's so little. He's a little guy. So little. But also love the fact that he went on to be the uncle of the brothers in One Tree, uh, Hill. One Tree Hill. So there's that. R.I.P. Uncle Keith? Alternate universe. Yeah, same yep. actor. So I just like okay. to think it's the same guy. I think it is. Like, oh, kind of like I alcoholic, mean, became a, a mechanic. Yeah, rides a motorcycle, yeah. the other's a mechanic. Like, it's I feel easy, like those to, go hand easy to imagine the continuation of the storyline. If I ever won, like, the Powerball, I would spend at least $50 million making it, remaking the program. So if anybody wants to just maybe just hit me up and we'll work on that project together with none of my money, we could do that, but just saying. Sounds great. Hey, Mello. Uh, Paige, sorry, Paige. Yeah, rude. Um, I went Friday Night Lights, but the later version of Friday Night, Night Lights, I went with Vince Howard, which is basically just because it's Michael B. Jordan. So I, every, yeah. I, I very much pick these based on who plays them. So I see this now. Yep. You have a different style of quarterback than we do. Yeah. Yes, I, I do. I really, These are not like my best I, ones. These are just the ones I like the most. I tried so hard with that show. It became way too like lovey, like high school relationship stuff for me. And my biggest complaint about the whole damn show, the Permian Panthers uniforms in real life were amazing. And they went to these like ugly, like blue and yellow like soft ash uniforms would just stick with the black and whites that were good. Booby Miles wore that uniform. It was good enough for Booby. It's good enough for your weak asses, Mike Winchell. He's also another guy, like five foot seven. Can't read, but he's the best quarterback in the state and gets an offer to UT. Spoiler alert. Anyway. I'm in a great mood today. <laughs> yeah, seriously, you're on a rant, uh, I really am. I, yeah, you you really went on a tear. I like Michael B. Jordan, and then Same. I feel like yeah. kind of dog leg left a little bit there. Uh, I'm gonna bring us back. Same I went with Varsity Blues, blues uh, with <laughs> old Johnny Moxon. I uh, I love. I'm a sucker for Varsity Blues too. Same. And I I know that it's a little bit far fetched, and I'm like, oh, I couldn't believe that movie page referenced earlier. But Varsity Blues <laughs> is iconic, and just that the backup quarterback who goes from reading books on the bench to Running the fucking oop-de-oop with his second-string team. Uh, I love that story. I love that quarterback. Uh, yeah, great movie. Iconic for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Never looked at whipped cream the same ever after that movie, uh, which is why my QB3 is actually QB1, Lance Harbor. Uh, when he – I mean, yeah, like everyone knew that guy in high school, right, who's like – What about his ride to Florida State? Right. That's how old the movie is. Florida State was good at football when it was made, right? It's like, he had a full ride to Florida State. Now it'd be like, did East Carolina not call? Like, what? I mean, does, does Duke need a quarterback? UCF was all set at quarterback. Right? Yeah. No, it is a great movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, we need to do, like, a summer session where we just drink some Boulevard 100s and watch 90s football movies. I would be all about that. Um, yeah, great movie. Like a Zoom call. Great movie. Yeah, um, so mine is literally not a football movie. Uh, the next one, I don't know if you guys have seen the Cinderella story with Hillary Duff and Chad Michael oh Murray. Oh, God. But Austin nope. Ames is the quarterback in that movie, and he was about to get a full ride to USC, you guys. Yeah, and he walked off the field to tell Hillary Duff's character idiot. that he loved her. And that he was going to go to Princeton with her. So my pick for QB3 is Austin Ames. And that will only hit for a very small demographic that listens to this podcast, but I don't even care because it's such a I cute mean, movie. I picked two Disney I movies, by One the way. Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, your Disney crossover to sports thing is going to happen. You're going to be hired at ESPN in no time, <laughs> right? Uh, my QB3 is actually Mike Winchell, who is a oh, real quarterback, but also, uh, I think, a fictional one because he was in a movie, and it wasn't like a biography film. So I'm going with that one because I liked that little son of a bitch. And, Wait, oh, I was thinking of the other I'm sorry. You're thinking of Matt Saracen. Saracen, right? My bad, Mike Winchell. My bad. You're real, and I'm sorry. I my hate bad. the television show Friday Night Live. Okay, Sam. It's fucking awful. Matt Saracen. The movie yeah. is fantastic, though. I, I cannot watch the series. It's so dumb and far-fetched. I, I made it like four episodes in. Yeah. But Mike Winchell, Friday Night Lights, the movie fantastic i the actually fact- 
Sorry, I had two quarterbacks on here from Remember the Titans, but they were both real people, and so I took them off my list because that. But shout out Sunshine and Rev. Yep, that's where you should have went with that one. Um, Another Disney movie. Sorry. (laughs) I know no one wants to hear this, but it's my podcast, our podcast, and you have to listen to it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, and you don't. Here's my thing. You're. Matt Saracen, backup quarterback to the Jason Street, right? We've all been there. It's like, okay, like you said, like there's the backup. He's usually, they always portray him as this like shy, nervous kid. You're telling me the backup quarterback couldn't ask out the coach's daughter, but he's expected to run the offense for the greatest quarterback in Texas state history gets hurt. And he's good. Like there's no trepidation. There's no nervousness. He's not pissing his pants on the sideline. He steps in, runs it just fine, but he can't ask out the girl with the bad bangs. Like, that's what I'm supposed to believe. Why are you I, I'm not trying to go on Moneyball here of like, oh, like, <laughs> ugly girlfriend, can't play baseball. But I will say, I hate that they portray these guys as like, oh, the backup quarterback. Look at this little nerdy guy who couldn't even start. I'm sorry, 6A Texas football or right? whatever it was. That's not just some little nerd that can't make the team. That's a fucking college quarterback. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, you're not going to be five foot seven with the ugliest throwing motion I've Here's the thing. If you're going to make a show or movie about football, fucking hire somebody who's thrown or caught a football in their no, life no. to just stand there when you're doing casting and be like, no, that's not how you throw a football. I, he, almost, I don't care who it is. I almost put the guy from, um, his name is Robbie Amell. He played um, a quarterback in the the Duff, the like rom-com, teen run, rom-com. Is that the like, gift that was Yes, popular? and his like, arm is to the side. I almost put him in here just for that point of like he had to take all that heat for that like small clip of him throwing a football while People she's talking People still do in. it. They'll still tweet it out. I feel bad for him, though, because he like released a tweet or a video. It was like, man, I'm just trying to throw the ball to a producer that's like five feet away. And, and remember I didn't my lines and make a face him. and do all <laughs> yeah. the things that go so into just acting. Like, ah, yeah. Here you go. And, but that's all that people see is that one clip of him looking like a complete idiot throwing. His character also has a very like TV show movie quarterback name. It's like Wesley something. I'm blanking on what it is, but it's very much Star. Wesley Star. Something like that. I actually want to okay, know. Okay, how about your your top non quarterback? And I have to go with Darnell Jefferson, who wore number 20, but he is indubitably number one in my heart, ran the 40 and 4-4, took Autumn Haley from Ray Griffin, who was a terrible blocker, everyone knows. And, again, I wish there would have been a continuation of that story. This is a Heisman Trophy winner. He was starting that as kickoff a kickoff return against Taft? One of the, one the best damn plays I've ever seen a high right? school player make. Man, I know. I just Paige has no idea what we're talking about right well, now. No, I'm actually looking up the person's name, so sorry. I wasn't listening. Okay. Yeah, Darnell Jefferson, Eastern State University. Yeah. What happened to the band and the dancing honeys and all that good shit you had to make me come here? Well, like you said, that was to get you to come here. (laughs) Now we got you. Here's another worm shit freshman. There you go. And that was the program. <laughs> right. We should just do, we don't need to do a 90s like rewatch. We need to do a table read. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't need the script. I wouldn't need the fucking paper. <laughs> well, my non-quarterback fictional player is Alvin Mack. I have never felt heartbreak like I have watching that man break his leg. Uh, I had to be like six years old watching this movie, which was wildly inappropriate. But I think that's the first time I ever cried in a movie. That's the first time I felt lost in a movie was from Alvin Mack, one of the best linebackers to ever touch an NCAA field. Yeah, and then uh, Iowa guard pulls, dirty play, takes his knee out. Again, if this happened in 2021, it'd be like, eh, it's Jalen Smith. He's out of here. We get that nerve refire, and he's fine. Yep, still a first-round pick. So my favorite non-QB fictional football player is the one and only Bobby Boucher. I love that movie. I love Waterboys so much. Um, so I, call I actually it H2O. really like it too. I love it's that so movie. It's so dumb. It's so but dumb. But there's some like lines that. in that that are just so good. You remember that time Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? <laughs> that one. I hate that movie, to be honest. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I do. So I'm a dumb. sucker It's good, for it. though. Is Dan Patrick in that one, yes. too? Is that, like, yeah. one of the first ones that he was actually in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually don't like fan. Adam Sandler. I know, hot take, but I don't. I don't think he's funny. Moving on. Um, I think he was funny. Okay. True. Okay, let's get to your I guys' questions. Funny. Hashtag paging two guys. 
First question from Jason Farrow. Of course the Patriots need a quarterback, but it's possible the top guys are gone by 15. What do you think of Micah Parsons at 15? Bill Belichick has had luck drafting linebackers before, and if he thinks he can get Jimmy G next year, why not Parsons? I mean, if Micah Parsons is there, I love this pick for them. Really do. I think that's he's shown with guys like uh, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Chandler Jones, uh, Jamie Collins, so many players who kind of fit the mold of, like, you can rush some, you can play standing up some. I think Micah Parsons is a huge difference maker. He's the top defender in the class to me. I would be shocked if he's there at 15. I don't think he makes it past 11 yeah. with Dave Gettleman and the Giants. He, I mean, Gettleman just loves linebackers too much, and this is a very good one. And I've really liked the last couple linebacker classes with Devin White, Devin Bush. They were fantastic. Isaiah Simmons last year, uh, Kenneth Murray. There have been some really good linebackers. Parsons is better than all of them. Yeah, I mean, he is complete. He can be an edge rusher if you want him to. Or he can be your old-school throwback, like Mike Singletary, middle linebacker. Yeah, uh, He's just too good. I agree with you, though. I don't think he's going to be there at 15 is going to be the problem. I've said before, like, I see Vic Fangio looking at him and being like, that's my Navarro Bowman for the yeah. Broncos. Mm-hmm. Is I thought that there was the rumor that, like, Jimmy and the Patriots thing is, like, not going to happen. They don't want to be reunited, either of them. I mean, I, uh, the, we, they, we can always say those things, but I was just throwing that out there. That's... The last rumor I heard was that they're still trying. The Patriots are still trying to get him. I always kick that damn stand with the camera. Sorry, YouTubers. Um, the last rumor I heard was that there are still some talks to okay. try to make it happen. The last well, one that I saw the 49ers was... have yeah, pretty much said they like Jimmy G and that he's part of the plan. Right. I know that, like, obviously, yeah, Odell Beckham's not going to get traded. Boo, bam, traded. Josh Rosen's our guy, Arizona Cardinals. Snip, snap, snip, snap. I will not be the next head coach at the University of Alabama, Nick Saban. I, I, I won't um, be. Also, I just want you guys to know that I did receive um, a message from Kristen this morning, jokingly saying that he was retiring. So that was funny. Mm. April Fools. Did you, you bought into it at first? No. Well, she was like, guys, I've been given permission. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? And then I was like, wait, wait, whatever comes next, it's April Fool's Day page. <laughs> I feel like you probably had like a reminder on your alarm. Like, yeah, uh, say April April 1st. 1st. Well, working in sports, Careful. you sort of learn. I used to work in like sports alerts. And so for me, like I'm very much on guard and very aware of April Fool's Day because it is just awful on Twitter, to be honest with you. Yeah. Maybe you would have caught that error that said Austin Blythe re-signed with the Chiefs. If you were on sports alerts. No. Nope. Okay, uh, Mel Kiper the third. What criteria should be met for a football contributor, i.e., not a player or coach, to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? And has Mike Florio uh, done enough through his years to be inducted? Um, I always see contributors people like scouts, like Gil Brandt. Uh, I I honestly think Mel Kiper Jr. should be inducted into the Hall of Fame for what he's done, really starting the whole draft media industry. Um, I would be surprised with Mike Florio. You know, that falls into the realm of, like, Florio doesn't really break news. He analyzes news. I think you have to be, like, a trailblazer. And I don't know that he was, like, a trailblazer. He just, like, he got on the trail and did a pretty good job of already walking up there. Yeah. So So I think think you got to be, you got to bring something new to the table. Or, like, John Madden, I think. Should have been in the Hall of Fame based off the game alone. Yeah. Like just putting his name on it and running with that. I think that kind of changed the way that people consumed it definitely the did. game. So I think that he would have been like a contributor. It's like Peter King, Chris Mortensen, Adam Schefter. Schefter. Yeah. Like to me, those Schefter. guys are Hall of Famers as contributors. But I don't know. Like again, I I think Mike Florio has created a service that is very valuable just for, you know, aggregating news and putting it all in one place. I, I am interested to see how much social media chips away at that. Like, I have a curated list of people I follow on Twitter mm-hmm. where I get all my news. Pro Football Talk is part of that because they do such a good job of aggregating news. So, but again, I don't think they break a lot of news. They kind of expand on the news that's already happened. So, not well, trying to, like, take anything yeah. away from them. I still think that makes you a Hall of Famer. Well, and right. we've talked about this a little bit with just, like, normal Hall of Fame things. Like, it's not necessarily about being, like, consistent good it's about being great and so i think that's sort of like the difference there is that you need like mella said like you need to be a trailblazer because you're doing something that's never been done before or in a way that's never been done before or sort of setting it up like that as opposed to just doing something that's been done but 
consistently doing it well and being around the sport for a while. Right. Next question from Corey Seeley. Uh, first question, why is Matt so damn low on Asante Samuel Jr.? I, I don't know that I'm low. So that, the, the important thing to remember is I don't consume a lot of other draft content unless I'm like on a show with someone and I see their rankings. Like it's just not conducive to my job to go look and see where everyone else has people ranked. So I have Asante Samuel as a late second, early third round player because I think he can only play nickel at the next level. And so I put a premium on that I understand, oh, that's a starter. You're going to be on the field a lot. But, like, just valuation of that position, unless you're the Raiders and you draft Damon Arnett in the first round. Ooh, maybe nickel, they'll do that again this year, 17 right? overall. Nickel corners are just not as valued to where you have to spend a first-round pick on them. So I think late two, early three, he's 64 overall. I, I guess it's news to me if I'm low on him. I Corey, you'll have to let, you'll have to let us know where other people have him ranked. What's the bar on low? Is like if you if it's not number one on Matt's list, then right? I don't. know. I'm gonna start tweeting you that. Why are you so low on this person or that person? Just out of and pick random things too. Don't even say low. Just be like, why do you hate this player? Yeah. Why do you hate? And then you know what? Tag that player. Yeah, that helps. That's a great thing. <laughs> to do. Yeah. Right. That'd be Appreciate so fun. Sec- second part of Corey's question. Loyola Chicago was going to the finals until Paige jinxed them. You'll never convince me otherwise. Not even a question. <laughs> UCLA made it in there, and I was rooting for them. So, okay. You did kind of have a kiss of death kind of jinx thing going on this year. I did for Virginia. You ended Virginia's season. Uh, you talked shit on Michigan, and they made a little bit of a run. <laughs> and then Loyola Chicago. I picked them to win. Arizona's kind of falling off. Did you say positive things about Duke as well? No. No, I didn't. Somebody so. checked the receipts. I'm blaming her for this. Yeah, so yeah. If your basketball fault. team loses, it was most likely my fault um, because I I definitely jinxed Virginia. Like, absolutely jinxed Virginia. I think I, I also jinxed Illinois by, like, hinting at the fact that I liked them. I didn't even tweet it because I was afraid of jinxing them, and then I, I did it by accident. So I'm sorry, okay? I'm very, very sorry that Loyola Chicago didn't make it. We'll you know, do like, better next year. Yeah. Yeah. Next year, definitely. A uh, couple more questions here. Sports Simb, who are three realistic prospects you think the Giants could be targeting with 11? Do you think they're more likely to reach for a need, like an edge, or take a BPA if someone falls? So three realistic prospects. Uh, Jalen Waddle, one. Jalen Phillips, two. Uh, and I'll throw J.C. Horn out there as maybe a surprise three. They pick at 11. So, again, like we're not going to throw, you know, Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts in there, they would be at the top, obviously. So I think realistically, those would be the three guys. Um, it seems like Dave Gettleman is more of a reach for need than stick with value. You know, like Andrew Thomas, that pick worked worked out, but when they took him at four last year, a lot of people thought that was a reach. So, mm-hmm. but again, it worked. Uh, even you know Dexter Lawrence, that pick worked. A lot of people thought it was a reach. Uh, so he seems to be someone that fills need more than goes for value. Yeah, and I would say like. Micah Parsons would probably be a realistic one if he can make it there. I, I feel like that's his floor. At the absolute lowest, I think Micah Parsons goes 11. I do think that they could take a chance on a pass rusher, and he maybe likes some of these big guys. Rousseau, I, Quiddy Pay. I don't know if they need to go that high, but I think those could be some mm-hmm. realistic prospects that go in that range. You mentioned Russo. Don't be surprised when he is sitting there at, like, pick 50. What really? That's false. Based on, yep. based on what pro day? Pro day, the opt out year. You know, like I mean, I think a lot of his production, which his numbers really good, a lot of his production was schemed, not produced. So, meaning he was put in situations to excel, like he yeah. would line up over the center and just tackle the quarterback right when he snapped the ball, things like that. So, um, we've got yeah. So we'll see. I don't think Russo is as you know, when he opted out, it was like, oh, this is a top 15 pick. I think that that was more reputation than it was, like, film study. So, and I'll, I'll raise my hand on well, that Well, and box score, too. Yeah. He, had, he had a lot of sacks that freshman season. Yep. All right, last question from J.P. Phillips. Any suggestions on how I should adjust my fantasy league with 17 games instead of 16? Any fun and creative ways to incorporate the extra game? I, uh, excuse me, I don't know why this matters. Yeah, I don't either. To fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Like ESPN or Yahoo or whoever you use is just going to just be one more week. I think that if you have control of it, you should make the extra week a play-in game. For the playoffs? Yeah. 
March Madness style. Or like whoever wins your week 17 matchup, like the other person has to buy them a beer or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I got I don't say, think a lot about stuff like this. Do you guys do do you guys play fantasy sports and do fantasy leagues? Just football. Just football. Yep. Okay. See, I don't do any because I feel like it's like another full-time job. <laughs> like I used to when I was younger, but once I started working yeah. in sports, I was like, I honestly can't do this. It's just too much yeah. to Sometimes it it feels like it's another thing that you have to track. Fantasy yeah. football, if you only have, like, one team that you're serious about, it's not that bad. And even, like, Matt and I play in the same league, and that's the only, like, league that I really play in. We don't do, like, a lot of trades or anything like that. It's not very active. So it's really just like, all right, we're going to get together. We're going to have a fantasy draft. We're going to drink a lot of beer, eat some food. Mm-hmm. And then we're not really going to touch our rosters. We're just going to change it, who's starting that week based on bye weeks. and. Honestly, I kind of like it that way. You really find out like who's paying attention at the beginning of the season, not like who worked all these stupid trades to get this player and right. all that. Yeah, like I think next year we'll probably have like a a transaction limit on our league, just because it's like, yeah, you should be rewarded for drafting well, not for getting up we at four a.m. for the waiver wire. We did a baseball league one time where you drafted and you could not change your lineup. That was nice at all. You just, you, whoever you drafted, that was your team the whole year. That's the real way to go. Yeah. Okay. That's our show. That's we'll it. have a lot of fantasy football stuff for you over the summer as we get ready for it after the draft. That is our show. We'll be back. What is today? Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday morning with a show. Paige looks thrilled to be here. It's like sunny outside today. Cheer up, Paige. The A's are going to lose tonight. It's going to be okay. I hope they win. They went. We're all A's. I'll be on your TikTok later for a reaction. Right. Ridiculous.